Welcome to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity. Hi, and welcome to Wellbeing TV. I'm your host, Lauren Parsons, Wellbeing Specialist, and I'm so excited that you are joining me today because I've got a very special guest for you, someone that's going to inspire you to help you boost your health and happiness for life. So please welcome Dr. Jody Stanislaw. Welcome, Jody. Thanks, Lauren. So it's great to have you here. Yeah, Jody is someone that you're going to want to get to know. Now, I met Jody online, having watched her phenomenal TED talk, which is "Sugar is not a treat." This TED talk not only is it entertaining and insightful, it's going to change the way that you think about sugar. So I encourage you all to go and check it out. It has had over half a million views on YouTube, and that is just going up every single day. So I'm thrilled that she's getting her message out there. Now, Dr. Jody received her doctorate in naturopathic medicine in 2007. She's a certified diabetes educator and type 1 diabetes specialist. She's lived with type 1 diabetes since she was seven years old, and she's dedicated her career to helping other people with type 1 diabetes. She has over 30 years experience, and she teaches life-changing information about how to successfully manage type 1 diabetes that most physicians have never learned. And it's there to help the millions of people that are struggling with type 1 diabetes. So she shares this information that they desperately need to know. Uh, Patients from over 30 states and 10 countries have worked with her via her virtual practice. And there are millions of people still around the world still struggling. So to tackle this gap, she has just launched the first ever type 1 diabetes virtual training course. And you can find out more about that. And we'll tell you more at the end at ND. And I also encourage you to head over there and you can register for her updates. So it is such a thrill to have you with me and I'm just looking forward to hearing your wisdom, Jodie. So can you just start by telling us what was it that made you become a physician? Getting diabetes when I was seven. I spent a week at the hospital in Seattle and it was a children's hospital and they made it so fun for me to be there that I really felt called since then to want to make a career of helping others. And that took me, took me until the age of 30 to actually go to medical school because I was so frustrated with the medical system. I didn't think I wanted to be part of it. And then I found a holistic medical school. So I'm trained as a holistic primary care physician. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to reach people all around the world. So that's when I decided to focus on type one diabetes because living it with it myself for you know over 30 years, um, I really have knowledge that many trained physicians just can't necessarily ever get because if you don't live with it on a day-to-day basis, you're missing out on a lot of education. So um, I do help patients all around the world. And I do sometimes take patients that don't have type one as well, because I'm such, I have such a passion for healthy living and helping people, you know, just live healthier with in terms of eating better and lower stress and more exercise and taking better care of themselves. And I love being a counselor. I love being a motivator. I do all of that for my patients. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think that's where we're so in tune, you know, it's just that holistic approach to helping people to really make practical changes in their lives, which you're so great at. So tell me if you could put it in a nutshell, what's your philosophy around diet and nutrition? Well, I have kind of a, a a catchphrase that I use a lot and it's called the four pillars of health 
And I talk about these are the four pillars that really set the foundation for our well-being. And if we don't have, it's just like a four-legged chair. If there's anything weakened in each of the legs, then we're out of balance. And so those four pillars are adequate and sound sleep, healthy, wholesome nutrition, um, mental health and well-being, which includes stress and spirituality and community and all of that. And then, of course, exercise. Mm-hmm. So anytime I'm taking an assessment of a new patient, I'm always asking them, how are those four areas for you? Because they could be coming to me with migraines or, you know, GI problems, digestive problems, or even, you know, skin problems. And every single patient I will ask, are you sleeping? How's your emotional health? What is your exercise and what do you eat? And my vision of a perfect world would include questions around those four areas in absolutely every medical visit. because they are, they are one, you know, your health and your lifestyle. Um, you know, they are, they all feed into each other. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that holistic approach that's going to make a difference. You know, you could be trying to help someone with nutrition advice, but if they're not getting adequate sleep or if they've got stress and they're not able to manage it, it's just all going to affect, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Can, can you tell us a bit more about the key messages you shared in your TED talk and what, what your key message was that you really wanted to get across there? Yes. And actually my TED talk is right on the homepage of my website. So okay. it's super Perfect. easy. You go to Dr. Jody ND and it's right there. So I am bothered on a daily basis about how I see sugar as so accepted. Um, it's, it takes up so much room in the grocery store. Um, it's fed to kids at schools. Uh, my, pa- my um, parents that I work with, because their kids have type 1, will be angry that their kids can't eat like all the other kids, which means all the other kids are eating sugar every day, um, that we call it a treat. Like, oh, this is such a special treat. Well, no, it's not. It's killing us. It's causing heart disease. It's causing cancer, uh, depression. Uh, fatigue, um, obesity, type 2 diabetes. Uh, If you take all of the deaths from those afflictions combined, it's more deaths than automobile accidents. And we need to wake up and we need to, I see parents feeding their little children with their brain barely even, you know, into development yet. And they're feeding their kids sugar. And that affects, sugar does brain damage. It does damage to children if they're eating it on a regular basis. Their brain is not going to function fully. Um, And we use it as like, we give it as gifts and we give it as love at Valentine's Day and at Christmas. Everybody is getting cookies and they feel so obligated. And it's, it's like this juggernaut of negativity that everybody has just accepted as something positive. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's just distorted thinking that's killing us. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like because it's so acceptable and so commonplace that we, we're just not really aware of what it is doing? Or, you know, I feel like sometimes there are a lot of people that are perhaps walking around just a bit frustrated or a bit lethargic or just not quite their best, even though they may feel relatively healthy, that they're just perhaps missing out on really being the best selves or having optimal health. And, and sometimes it just takes the edge off and we're perhaps not even aware. Yeah. So if I get emails, sorry, go ahead. I get so many emails from people that have watched the TED Talk, and they've made simple changes, and they are writing me to let me know how much, much, how amazing they feel. You know, they didn't know how bad they felt. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I guess the masses aren't aware of it, but 
having type one myself, I've been acutely aware of literally every, I've never mindfully eaten a single bite of sugar my whole life. You know, I've never had the maybe gift or maybe not a gift of just putting sugar in my mouth and not really paying attention. I wrote down every single piece of sugar I had, I ate when I was a kid for 10 years. I had to write down every time I had sugar. And, you know, you can't eat sugar mindlessly if you have type 1 diabetes. Mm -hmm. So when you say, well, don't you think the masses aren't aware of it? Yes, they're not aware of it. And sometimes I'm actually envious of that. I mean, obviously not, but I'm like, I can't even relate. I can't even relate. <laughs> yeah. So when you talked about, you know, what are the steps? Because I'm picturing that the, the people watching this, the mums out there that are watching this, you know, when you're saying, talking about the effect of sugar on children's brains and on our lives, what are some of those practical, simple strategies that you recommend, you know, to, to give people? Yeah, I love giving practical strategies. At the end of the TED Talk, I give, I say three, here are three things that you can do today. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is to always start your day not with sugar, not with cereal, not even with, you know, a muffin, not with pancakes or waffles or a bagel or toast or oatmeal or granola, anything like that. It's to start your day with something protein-based. Um, what your blood sugar level does in the morning can really set your energy level for the day. And so having a handful of nuts, having some celery and peanut butter, um, having an apple and peanut butter, um, having scrambled eggs, um, having a tofu scramble, um, having a protein shake that you make from either a very healthy powder, hopefully, um, or you can even make a protein shake with your own, you know, soaked almonds and hemp, hemp seeds and things like that. Um, I have an amazing recipe on my blog for a flax muffin where it's just, you can make it in just a minute. It's flax seeds, ground flax, and an egg and vanilla. And you can either put it in the toaster oven for 10 minutes. Um, I put everything in a coffee mug and bake it. Or if you're somebody that uses a microwave, it takes a minute to make in the microwave. Um, my personal favorite is chia pudding. That is on my blog as well. So really finding some wholesome you know, fiber and protein sources to start your day. So you start your day with balanced energy. Not only are you avoiding a blood sugar spike, which then leads to a blood sugar drop, and what that means is your energy levels go like this, and your moods go like this, mm -hmm. and your hunger levels go like this. So um, you're, you're giving yourself consistent energy, um, and also protein takes a long time to digest. It's a very slow digesting fuel. So a lot of people say they, have, they start craving things at 11 a.m., or they are ravenous at lunchtime. You know, when you have a high sugar, high carb meal, um, your, you know, your blood sugar spikes and then it drops and this drop feels like fatigue, hungry, you know, all of those. And so just everything is more balanced, your moods, your appetite, your energy level. When you start your day with something that's a slow burning fuel, like protein and fiber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. And having those steady blood sugar levels, I mean, that's obviously key for type 1 diabetes, but that's also really applicable for everyone, isn't it? And to help prevent developing type 2, would you say? Very much. Yeah, it's interesting. I carry my blood testing kit with me, of course, everywhere I go. And so I'm always pulling out my, my stuff and I'm like, hey, I want to test your blood sugar. And I'll, I tested a girlfriend's blood sugar and it was 85. Uh, before she ate in in Australia, New Zealand, and Europe, the numbers um, eighty five would be like a four point five. There's different, okay. you know, things. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's right. Eighty five, mm -hmm. um, something like that. And then 
she ate sushi and she ate this seaweed salad and seaweed salad always has tons of sugar in it. And sushi is all rice and um, her blood sugar level doubled. Um, so she went to 165, which is completely out of range because a healthy blood sugar is from about 80 to 120. Mm-hmm. And um, so here's a non-diabetic going up to 165. And, um, you know, there's so much sugar even in healthy food, um, you know, perceived as healthy food like sushi or a seaweed salad. But mm-hmm. I find that Asian foods have tons of hidden sugars in them. and so much of their meals are based on rice. Mm-hmm. And so I, although like the flavor of, you know, Asian foods, but I, I don't ever like going to those kind of restaurants because it's very hard for me to eat. Um, you can't even get just like a grilled protein. It's normally sauteed in a sauce or breaded in a sauce or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, Dr. Jody, but I actually had gestational diabetes with my third pregnancy. So okay which was devastating at the time uh, when I first got diagnosed, but has actually given me this amazing insight because it was like a 10-week insight into testing my blood sugar levels several times a day, becoming a human pincushion like, you know, you've been your entire life. And it really got me interested in understanding those slight differences between what I had thought was healthy and what an impact it could still have on my blood sugar levels where I hadn't been as aware and so I think it's just if we can raise the understanding and the awareness around what sugars do in our body and how we can just quite simply like the simple sessions you've made are very simple effective ways to add more protein and fiber and give us that steady blood sugar level that will make such a difference not just in our our mood today but in our long-term health. So yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and that's a big a big topic I I bring up in the TED talk is how it's really hidden in foods that we don't think of. Um, You know, any flavored yogurt like a blueberry yogurt or strawberry yogurt has a ton of sugar in it because we know it's not just plain yogurt and fresh fruit. You know, it's it's basically a Mm -hmm. sugar syrup of fruit flavor that they put in. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I talk about how muffins are just glorified cake. Muffins are like cake without um, frosting. And one lady emailed me and she goes, you know, I was having a muffin every morning for breakfast. And then I suddenly realized, and she goes, I just stopped having a muffin about a month ago and now I've lost six pounds. You know, it's like, yeah. It's always amazing how small changes make such a big difference. So tell me about how do you actually help your patients to adopt these healthy habits? What are your strategies there? It is a really great question. I have a whole acronym. The acronym, um, be awesome is the B. It's my Dr. Jody's be awesome formula. And the letter B um, stands for baby steps. So, mm-hmm. you know, just have protein for breakfast. That's my top one. I have two others that I list in my TED talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to find what little baby step works for you. Uh, a lot of people will put off change because they feel so, um, you know, just like, oh, it's such a huge thing. I'm like, well, how about just have eggs for breakfast tomorrow instead of a muffin? That's it. Mm-hmm. So baby steps, um, ease, expect less of yourself. A lot of people think, okay, I'm never going to eat sugar again. I'm like, well, I'm not saying that. I mean, I even admit in my Ted talk that I love cookies. So it's, I don't, I want to get people away from extremes. And, um, so expect less of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the letter a stands for accountability. When you mm-hmm. want to make change, you really ideally should work with somebody that you're accountable to. Um, mm-hmm. ideally somebody you pay because <laughs> I don't know how many times you've blown off family or friends, but that's very common. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when you put money towards something, you're more apt to step up to the plate because you want to get your value. Um, and then it just kind of goes on from there. So 
But I, yeah, I have a whole formula for when I work with patients. Like I said, I work with patients all over the world and I, I love being a, a motivator and a life coach for patients. But it's, mm-hmm. um, I do have a whole formula for how I help patients. And is the rest of that, the other letters there on your website? If people want to find out what the other letters stand for? and uh, be... no, no, they're not. Do you want me to go for all <laughs> I don't know. I was just starting to write them down. So it's always good to start with baby steps. So baby steps, expect yeah. less of yourself and have somebody for accountability. I think even if people start with that, yeah. it's going to make a big difference, isn't it? Yeah. That's the baby step version of my formula. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So just to wrap up then, if you know people are watching that are perhaps starting to raise their awareness around this, what would you say to somebody that's thinking, hey, I want to make sure I prevent getting type 2 diabetes myself, what yes. would you say to them? Is there anything else you would give them as key advice? Well, yes, but first I also I want to take two minutes to explain that type 1, what I have, is an autoimmune condition. Um, for some weird reason, my immune system decided to attack and kill the cells that make insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't have changed my lifestyle much to avoid that. I mean, there's theories today that maybe my vitamin D was too low or maybe I should have been breastfed longer or um, maybe I shouldn't have been vaccinated or, you know, there's all these theories out there. Maybe I shouldn't have drank cow's milk so young, um, but they don't really know. So mm-hmm. that's a very small percentage, less than 10, maybe even less than 5% of people with diabetes have type one. Mm-hmm. And Right now, as it stands, nobody's ever figured out a way for us to get our insulin production back. Um, you know, no matter how holistically minded and holistic my lifestyle is, I haven't been able to yet grow mine back. But mm-hmm. um, I do believe in visualization, so I'm working on that. But anyways, type two is more. Uh, there's definitely genetics. There's definitely. Um, but then it's most, it's a lot of lifestyle, right? Their system is literally worn out. Their system is tired of making insulin uh, because every time you eat anything with sugar in it, be it jelly beans or a banana, um, your body has to make insulin and make insulin because insulin is the pickup truck for sugar. You eat sugar, sugar goes into your blood, and then what? Well, you need insulin to pick up the sugar out of the blood and feed it to your cells. So if you don't have insulin, your sugar levels in your blood rise, which is very damaging. Um, It's like shards of glass, like breaking apart the inside of your arteries, if you will. Uh, Mm It causes blindness, heart disease, kidney failure, strokes. Um, You do not want too much sugar in your bloodstream. But if you keep um, overeating and then you also don't burn it off, so you become sedentary and you become obese and you're constantly eating all these high-carb foods, the system wears out. Inevitably, the blood sugar starts to rise because the insulin can't keep up. And frankly, the cells also are tired of eating the sugar and the cells close down their doors and and that's called insulin resistance. The cells are like, I don't, I see the sugar's there and I see the insulin is there, but I don't even want to take it in. Mm -hmm. So you can actually reverse that by um, assuming you're not late, 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 late stage, um, which the majority are not by basically taking stress off the system, lose weight, start burning more calories by exercising, eat a healthier diet, stop overstressing the system. I don't even like to say that type two is a disease because it sounds so in disempowering. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got diabetes as if you like got stung by a bee, you know? Yeah, no. It's as if it's final. And, and again, I've yeah. also heard of so many cases of people that have technically had diabetes and have changed their lifestyle 
simple things, again, starting to walk, starting to do errands, starting to take the stairs at work, making simple changes with their food and upping their protein and reducing sugars, and they no longer have diabetes. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's not a, inevitable. can be I reversible. Mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, think of diabetes as obesity, if you will. Like, is obesity a disease? I mean, there's a lot of talk that there is definitely metabolic issues and hormonal issues. But in a lot of cases, if you just have a healthier lifestyle, your blood sugar level will normalize. So I think diabetes is more of a symptom than a disease in most cases. Not in all, but in most cases, it's a symptom of an unhealthy lifestyle, which is why it's reversible in mm-hmm. most cases. Mm-hmm. So it's about giving people hope, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. So is there anything else that you've found or, or perhaps success stories from clients that you've worked with that you could share with us? Well, I feel like every patient I work with is a success story. I, I just love my patients so much. And, you know, anybody listening, I can work with you. I can work with patients all over the world. And I, um, you know, patients, they, if you have diabetes, almost every patient I work with has lower blood sugar levels, which is a healthier for your body. Um, I have had patients that, of course, lose weight and patients that just feel healthier. I just was talking this morning on a, on a patient with um, type 1 diabetes, and nobody ever told her to eat less carbs. I know that sounds so obvious now, but truly, those of us with type 1 diabetes are told we can eat anything we want, and we just take more insulin to cover it. And so type ones are out there eating anything they want, taking more insulin, but their blood sugar levels end up going like this and they making them not feel well. And even I ate high carb. You know, I remember having bagels for lunch and frozen yogurt for lunch in my twenties. And, um, so anyways, my patient now she's like, I've, she's had diabetes for 40 years and she just was going along with society, you know, bread and pasta and rice and, she didn't really, we don't ever really stop and think about like, well, maybe I should not do what everybody else is doing and I'll feel better. And she just, she's worked with me for over a year and we have a half an hour call once a month now because she's like, I never want to stop talking to you. You've changed my life. Her blood sugar levels are better than ever. Her energy levels are better than ever. She feels better than ever. The bleeding in her eye, which was caused by high blood sugar levels is going away. And she's like, all I did was eat less carbs. She goes, I just didn't think about it. I just didn't think that something so simple could change my life yeah that's amazing what a beautiful story that's incredible yeah. you know and i guess that's that's our dream isn't it to go out and be able to impact people one by one by one and make a difference so yeah. thank you for sharing that that's great yeah so if people want to connect with you the best place is to head to your website so drjodynd.com they can see the ted talk there they can register to get your updates and they can also connect with you if someone right now wants to book in and have an appointment they can do that online is that right yes i have uh, my calendar is attached to my website and you can immediately sign up for an hour-long phone call or I also have a, just a free call. If you just have some questions, there's a link for a free call there too. So mm-hmm. um, I generally work with patients over a period of time, you know, so normally if we connect well, then we set up either weekly calls or a monthly call or, you know, because I really like to create a relationship with my patients, but I like to give the option of a free call at first, just so we can see if we're a good fit. Um, but yeah, my website is, um, you always spell it for everybody or yeah, sure. Yeah. And I'll put it in the notes below as well. Yeah. yeah. It's um, D R J O D Y and then N as a naturopathic and then D as in doctor. So just 
eight letters, Dr. Jody N. D. And I also have, um, this is not for patients with diabetes. Well, if you have diabetes, you can come. But it's a women's wellness retreat in Sayulita, Mexico. Um, and that is going to be at the end of February of 2019. Really exciting. We're only taking 12 women. And every bedroom has an ocean view. I've been to the villa before. It's a private villa. And I'm co-leading yeah. it with one of my dear friends. And it's just going to be a week of really beautiful self-care, um, introspection and connection and relaxation and beauty. It's going to be so fun. So that is on the website. And then I do an annual retreat for patients with type one diabetes and their friends or family that want to join with them, um, in Sun Valley, Idaho. It's the second weekend in June every year. And we go hiking, we make delicious food, we laugh, we have fun conversations. People get so inspired to see how healthy you can be with type one. And um, so those are my two live events that I have. Mm -hmm. as well. That's wonderful. Sounds very inspiring. Wonderful. And of course, people can find out more about your online course and connect with you in the meantime. So Yes, yes, yes. I have a, I have a membership program where you can get um, free content from me every month. This is a real, the membership program is specifically for patients or loved ones of people with type 1 diabetes. But mm -hmm. my goal is to make sure that the, every type 1 knows how to live a super long and healthy life. Um, I don't really feel like that's knowledge that the masses have access to. So I've created um, videos and handouts in my courses and my membership program that give anybody with type 1 everything they need to have a long and healthy life. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jodi. Thank you for your time. It's brilliant to have you with me. And thank you so much, everyone that's watching this. I hope that it's inspired you to shift some of your paradigms, perhaps around food, to know that sugar is not a treat. And the next place I'd love you to go is head to her website and watch the TED Talk. It's phenomenal. It's entertaining. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, very inspiring. So lovely to connect with you, Jodi. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Lauren. It was lovely. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons. Visit thrivetvshow.com to access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next inspiring episode.